Well, you have in front of you, I, I'm going to try this. I don't know if this will be consistent. It's not on the parsha, But I was thinking, it doesn't have to be on the parsha Thursday nights. Rav Kluger has a couple svarim on Shabbos. He came out with some svarim on Shabbos. And I was thinking maybe we should go through some of the pieces to give a little more panemius of what happens every Arab Shabbos on Shabbos, davening and all these things. So we'll try it today. We'll see what happens. We'll see if we like it. Then maybe we'll continue next week. You have in front of you is, is two prokim from Rav Kluger. His svarim, his first chapters, is Erev Shabbos. This is all the panemius and machshav of what's really taking place, Erev Shabbos. So we're going to talk today, hopefully, Erev Shabbos and the Indian of showering on Erev Shabbos and what's happening in, uh, in a deeper Indian every time a Jew showers on Erev Shabbos. The shower of Erev Shabbos is not the same as a shower on Tuesday. So what's happening? So let's start with Erev Shabbos. So Rav Kluge says like this, Be'erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, Goivrim Hanesioines B'vata Yisrael. You should know that Erev Shabbos is a difficult day, spiritually, for a lot of people. There's a lot of Nesioines, there's a lot of stress. The Chidah writes that there's no day that has more arguments in a house than Erev Shabbos. And it's not just because it makes sense, especially the clock's changing, you're going to, Shabbos is going to start 4.15, you got a lot of stress. They like that's why. By the way, it's not not a crazy point. They like candles, taka for shalom But the truth is, the whole Indian of the stress of Erev Shabbos is not just because you have to get ready for Shabbos. It, there, there's a reason why. So Rav Kluge says like this: It's clear to people the chalishas hadas, the the weakness of the mind, and the stress. Until the last moment of Shabbos. Everyone's running, running, running to the last moment of Shabbos. And the truth is, not just amongst the Hamoinam, not just amongst, you know, simple people. I did not make enough copies, I apologize. But you can listen, it's, it's simple things. And not just amongst simple people, the, the stress, this is Rav Kluger's Svarim on Shabbos, the panemius of what's going on on Shabbos. So he talks about Arab Shabbos, Friday. He says, this stress that, sort of every Jew feels on Erev Shabbos, it's not just among simple people, Choshev people also, Tzadikim also feel a stress and an uneasiness that comes every Friday. It's the Kemarna Rebbe writes, and I've mentioned this numerous times, the Kemarna Rebbe quotes from his uncle, the Tzvi Hershev Zidishov, He said, the worst days he's ever had have always been Erev Shabbos. As he said, he, he says all the stresses he's ever had in his life has always been Erev Shabbos. There's a certain tightness, there's a certain anxiety that, that takes over Klal Yisrael on Friday. And that's why the Arizal, if you read the Sheikh Ari, he constantly was telling students, don't fight Erev Shabbos, don't fight Erev Shabbos, just don't fight. So what's the Indian? What's, what's happening? Why is it that Friday is so stressful for a lot of people? And it's not just because, like I said, you have to get ready for Shabbos. The deeper... The, the, the feelings that a Jew is feeling is a, is a reflection of what's going on in a deeper way, Panemius. So what's happening in Panemius on Fridays, that's, that's your sort of feeling that manifests itself by stress. He says, let's explain. There's a very famous rule. There's no greater person than someone who's given up. Meaning, if you have two people, I've mentioned this in the past, if you, the Baal talks about this in Parak Chavav, Parak Chavches, that if you, the reason why animals are so, if you were to fight a squirrel, he would kill all of us, like if he wanted to, like he, he would if he wanted to. The, the reason being is very simple. Animals fight to the death. 
when a per- there's no greater person, the Rambam describes this in halacha, when you attack a city, you're halachically not allowed to surround the city on all four sides. It's brought down in Rambam. The reason being, very simply put, is because when a people are surrounded and they're threatened that their life is taka in danger, they will fight. There's nothing, there's nothing left. So you've got to un- unload, release the last of the bullets because there's nothing left. Rav Kluger says, Kasha zezef. You have two people that are fighting, and they don't think it's to the death, they're just punching each other, they're just fighting. He says, You're going to hold stuff back, you're going to hold part of the you know, reserves back because you have to be able to escape, you have to be able to run. If you know there's no place to run, then there's nothing more dangerous than a wounded animal. There's nothing more dangerous because he literally has nothing left. That's true in the physical world. He says, When a person, when one of the sides gives up hope of, of winning, and he doesn't think he's going to live past this fight anyway, he'll, he'll, he'll give everything he has. And, and he'll, he'll unload strength that even that person didn't know that he has. So, Rav Kluger is going to explain that's what's happening every Arab Shabbos, we'll see. But on a larger scale, I talked to, we, we've talked about this a lot, but I think about this a lot. The Nisyoinus, the, the, the specific Nisyoinus that this generation has, it's unparalleled. And anyone who doesn't acknowledge it, they're either, their head's in the sand. Or the Pashat Sadiqim who, who don't know from this world, which is Givaldic, but the, the, the stuff that, that, that like the Svarim were describing, uh, just for this side of the room, uh, phones and, and, and Taivas and all these things, the accessibility, it, it's, it's unheard of. The fact that you could have Mamish on your phone, just craziness. And, and, and just overall, it's not just uh, that side of the room also has things. It's, 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 taka, it's pretty crazy, and it's going faster, and it seems to be speeding up. The reason is, says, What's happening is, the Yetzirah of the world is sensing his time is coming to an end. And because of this, he knows he doesn't have a lot left. He knows that his time, he's, he's about to die. And therefore, the same way when a person is about, they just unload... The Yetzirah is unloading. It's unloading, and it's faster, and it's quicker, and it's more difficult, and that's why people... That's probably the deeper reason. I've talked to Yossi about this a lot over the years. Why is it that people are so emotional and everyone's kind of depressed? And it's not just like... People, like the older generation, doesn't really acknowledge... They they think they're just... Okay, everyone's just... They're just moody, they should just get up. No, it's physical. People are physically panicked, and people are physically anxious, and people are physically depressed. And, and, And... Un, an unheard of amount, and I'm sure there's a lot of reasons. There are a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons is because the Yitzhahara knows this, this world is not is not meant to last much longer, and Mashiach is going to be coming very soon, Yigalenu, and he's going to spread the light of Hashem, and therefore he knows that his job is almost over. So he's just unloading on on Klal Yisrael, unloading on the world, and he says. Rav Kluger says, in ways that the world has never seen before. 
The days are coming. The days of Hashem's glory is coming. And because the world is getting close to that point, the Yetzirah is putting up one final fight. Therefore, before the Yetzirah and the Malchamavis and all these Sitra before they lose their entire essence, it's putting one more milchama, one more destruction after destruction. It's using everything in its in its repertoire. Because he knows that the shofar of Mashiach is coming, and until that point, he wants to be able to do his job to the best of destruction. That's what's happening on a larger scale throughout the world right now, and the truth is says of Kluger, the same way, this is a major yesoid, and this is what we're going to talk about when it comes to showering also, Shabbos, the same way the, wor- the world has six days, and then there's Shabbos, the world also has 6,000 years, and then there's Olam Haba. Shabbos is entering that world that was, that world of Adam Rishon Kaidem Achat, and it's also the world that will be. I even mentioned this in the Hilcha Shabbos here, it's brought down in the first bir Allah, in the first, the last bir Allah, in the first simon in Hilcha Shabbos. It's brought down that you're supposed to have a food on Arab Shabbos like a bereka, like an empanada. It's, it's brought down in Ramah that they, it was a minig of Klal Yisrael to have a food that was covered in dough on top and on bottom. Okay, whether people do it or not, not sure, but it was an old minig of Klal Yisrael. Why? It's a zecha for the mun because the mun was covered in dew on top and on bottom. Also brought down to have fish, Leviathan. So the Bialacha brings down that he's not sure. Why are we doing a zecha for the meals? That was. What, what does it matter? What does it matter, you know, a zecha for the man? So he says, no. He, 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 he brings down from the Teres Chaim. The Teres Chaim says, it's not a zecha for the man that was. It's a zecha for the man that will be. When Mashiach comes, he's going to have a suda and Leviathan. The fish that you're eating on Friday night is the, is, is the meal that will be. And he says, the mun that you're eating is because when Mashiach comes, they're going to have a mun, and we're going to have that meal with Sudas Mashiach. So it's not, it's not just going back in time, it's going back in time and in the future. It's going, entering Yemois HaMashiach. That's sort of what's happening every Shabbos. So the same way, before Mashiach comes, there's a tremendous, overwhelming anxiety, overwhelming stress that comes to the world that we're all feeling on a daily basis. So too it is every Arab Shabbos. Before the Menucha, that is Shabbos, before everyone from Klal Yisrael is able to enter that Olam Haba with the Neshami Yisera, as we'll see later on, where you, you, don't, you sort of leave the smallness of this world, every Erev Shabbos there's that Mulchama, that last Mulchama that takes place before this sort of microcosm of the world ends. Every week you're sort of living through an entire experience of human history where each day you're going through day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six. You're living through the 6,000 years and then every Shabbos you're entering, entering this Olam Haba and then unfortunately it ends but, and then it starts over again. So the same way, right before Mashiach comes, there's a, a, a powerful urge from the Yetzirah, a surge from the Yetzirah to try to take down as many people as he can on his deathbed, so too that takes place on a smaller scale every Erev Shabbos. He says, Rav Kluger says, that's taking place every Friday. The stresses that happens is not just because it's Friday. I'll, I'll prove it to you. 
tomorrow, and uh, not tomorrow, next week, they may change the clock, right? Everyone here is Shemesh Shabbos. No matter what, you're going to have the cooking and the house will be ready by 5 o'clock because that's when Shabbos is. In the summer, when Shabbos starts at 7.30, these same people will not be ready at 5. They'll be ready at 7.30. It, there's just, there's just, you just can't, Fridays, you just can't get on top of Fridays. The, you know, I find even for myself, I, I, I find it's been hard, like, even davening Friday night, chazen, I, I find I'm just exhausted. More exhausted Friday night than on the average day. Because what's happening is, every Friday you're sort of living through this Yemois HaMashiach, living through this Ikvus of the Mashiach, that's happening again every Friday. Throughout the week, you see, the, the, the first six days of the week, the first five and a half days of the week, the Yitzhahar is sort of strong and, and he's confident, but all of a sudden Shabbos is coming, and he senses you know, he senses those clouds of Shabbos are coming in, and the Yitzhahar starts getting nervous, so the Yitzhahar starts unloading. And that happens every Jew, to every Jew every Friday. He's trying to remove you from this world. And he's trying desperately to stop you from, from accomplishing your job, which is to go into Shabbos with Menucha, to go into Shabbos with Amuna, to go into Shabbos not having had a big fight. And it's a big Nisayan. The greater the Nisayan, the greater reward for passing said Nisayan. But the big Nisayan is on Fridays to go into Shabbos not necessarily having that depression and not having a, just to try to go into Shabbos to the best of your abilities and, and, and not to fight with everyone and not to, and not to have arguments and, and just to, to do your best to be in control. And it's hard, but that's the great Mulchama that takes place every Friday. He says, is sensing that it's coming to an end. He's got nothing left. He's got nothing to worry about. There's no, there's no power like someone who's, who's at his end. He's trying to hit you. He says, again, he speaks this out. The six days of the week is sort of a microcosm of human history. And every Shabbos, you're entering Olam Haba. You're entering that perfected state. That's a major Yisoy, that Shabbos is entering sort of a Gan Eden again. And it explains all the halachas. We'll get to this later on. The reason why you're not allowed to work on Shabbos is because, we'll see later on, there was no work before the sin. There was no need to work before the sin. Working is the antithesis of Gan Eden. It's the antithesis of Olam Haba. And all these halachas of Shabbos are connected to this. So he says, look at the Lashon, he quotes the Lashon of the Kemarna. The Kemarna Rebbe writes, I'll give you advice so you don't give up hope. That you should wait for the, the hope to come. The same way we all believe Mashiach is going to come and to end the darkness that is the 6,000 years of this world. But before Mashiach comes, we know there's a concept called Ikvus in the Mashiach, which get, it gets worse. And it gets worse every Friday. So too it is, on a private level for every Jew, whatever your Yeshua is, before that point it gets worse. And the Avoidah is to sort of just hold on. The Avoidah is to hold on tight, to hold on to hope. By the way, you should know, I've mentioned this in the past, the Commander Rebbe, who's an amazing, amazing 
tzaddik, mekubal, different level type things. I, I mentioned this once, I have his biography. His autobiography begins with his first Gilgal, his first reincarnation. He was a different, he was a different type of, <laughs> he was different. But he talks about in ways that only Breslov like equals, equates to. He talks about his depression and he talks about how there was a point in his life where he said when he was younger he couldn't learn and he couldn't daven and, and he felt overwhelmed and he felt anxious. And he said, he mamish thought he was going to die with this. And then he says, all of a sudden it opened up and the light came. And so he's talking from experience, like whatever that means on his madrega. So he says, the same way there's hisgabras hachayshech, there's a darkness that comes every Friday or every ikvis of the Mashiach, so too it is with every Jew going through his things. And to the point where it's, it's also so funny because everyone's running into Shabbos. I've got to ask sometimes, like, Friday night, Friday night here happens to be, it's a different crowd than Shabbos day. B'chalal is a different crowd, so the singing is going to be different. It's going to be, but a lot of times I get asked, like, how come it feels different Friday night? I say, everyone's tired. Everyone's exhausted Friday night. But it's such a funny thing. You're running into Shabbos, and everyone's just overwhelmed and tired. There's a reason for this. And says... The commander Rebbe, we feel like we're not worthy of entering Shabbos. Like, this is how you enter Shabbos. Like, you're schwitzing and you're running and you just got into a fight with someone and, and that's how you're entering Shabbos, the Shabbos. So, a lot of us just try not to focus on what the greatness of Shabbos because I'm not, I'd rather not. But he says, no, that's normal. So, what's your avoid? Avoid is to have faith and to do your best to go into Shabbos to the best to overcome, to ride that wave. And with the schus of faith, that you don't give up, and to know that within that darkness, there's God as well, and not just that, it's leading to a greater light, that itself is, it helps you get through Friday. Okay. I don't want to spend too much longer, because I want to go to the next one, and the next one's fascinating. That's Erev Shabbos. A major yesoid, which a lot of people didn't realize, I didn't realize myself, the shower that we shower on Erev Shabbos, it's not just a shower. He's, he brings down, it's brought down in the Gemara, that a person, again, in the times of the Gemara, they didn't shower regularly, so you had to like be Mechaev Klal Yisrael to shower, because it wasn't part of the, 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 normal, the normal procedure. But the halach is, you're supposed to shower on, Shabbos, on Friday with hot water. It's brought down. Rechitza, Raglayim Becham, and Mitzvah. The Gemara says it's a mitzvah to shower with hot water on Erev Shabbos. So, and it's brought down that Arizal was like, it was like an avoider for the Arizal to do this. So obviously, simply put, I'll, I'll do more of this outside. What's the avoider of showering out of Shabbos? Come Shabbos. You shouldn't go into Shabbos smelling. I don't know. It's not, you don't need a, you know, the, the, the young Avi, when I was in Yeshiva, if you would hear the shear is, what's the avoider of showering? Because it smells disgusting. Like, it's not, what's the, you know, it's not a, a big, deep thing. The Arizal revealed, the Arizal wrote, that the shower in Erev Shabbos is not a small thing. The Arizal writes, it's brought down from Chaim Vital, brings down from the Arizal and Shara Kavonis, that it's supposed to be dafke in hot water. And he says, it's a purging fire. That's what he says. It's a purging fire. The hot water shower of Erev Shabbos is purging yourself from the week. So what does this mean? So he says like this. Now, Ubira Inyan. Let's try to explain to this the best that I can. The Indian, the same way the Indian of showering is to wipe away dirt and sweat physically, so too says the Arizal, the shower that takes place on Friday 
is wiping away the sweat of the neshama, the sweat of the soul. Meaning, there's something connected to zaya, to sweat. There's something connected. There's a spiritual stain that the sweat has that is removed by the shower. What does this mean? So he says like this, Bira Inyan. It's a little bit later on. I don't, I don't have the exact same uh, pages you guys have. Bira Inyan. Hine hazaya. Where does sweat come from? You didn't think it would be this type of shit. Where does sweat come from? Physical sweat comes from work. But where in the Torah is the concept of, of sweating? So we know, which means, sweat comes from the sin of the Eitz Which means, the whole Indian of working, the whole Indian of sweating, the whole Indian of the weekday activity, is a result of the sin of the Eitz Now what does this mean? What it means is like this. Before the sin of the Eitz there was no need. There was no need for hishtadlus. There was no need. It, it was clear there was God in heaven. And even if there was a small amount of hishtadlus, hishtadlus means there's a small amount of effort that you have to put in to get parnosa. it was clear that it was God. One of the terrible results of the sin of the Eitz when Hashem said that line of Bezeyes apecha toicha lechem, I've thought about this. That one line, which means, due to the sweat of your brow, you shall, you shall eat bread. That is the concept of working. There are seven, was it seven billion people on planet Earth? I'd say the overwhelming majority, all day long, are thinking about money. That's it. And it's understandable. They, they need money to survive. Jews are also thinking about money a lot. We think about money a lot. All of this was a result of the sin of the Eitz what this means is, due to the sin of the Eitz we have to work, and we have to. But there's a terrible side effect that comes from working. And that is, And that is the notion and the belief and the falsehood that it is our work that brings in money. And it's one of the hardest things. And I get asked this sometimes from people, they want to know how do you balance you know, work and, and, and what's too much ishtalus. And the answer is, Mechta Melio, Rav Dessler, has, has an essay on this where he basically says, this has been plaguing Klal Yisrael going back. Yosef on his level made an error. Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu on his level had a hard time understanding Klal Yisrael trying to know what's too much work, what's the proper amount of work, but the most dangerous part about it is when you're working that falsehood and it's not any, it's hard. It's, it's like the Rebbe used to talk about this. We're, we're people, like I'm not blaming anybody. We're humans. If you work, for 18 hours a day, 19 hours a day, at a very high, you know, like you're a lawyer, a high-end lawyer, I understand why someone would think, I work that amount, I get paid that amount. But we all know that Sheker, right? The Chavetz Chaim, Chavetz Chaim had, a, had a beautiful way of putting it, Chavetz Chaim in Parshas Yisrael, in Parshas B'Shalach, the Chavetz Chaim said that we know the Gemara compares Shaduchim to splitting of the Yamsuf, but the Gemara also compares, the Medrash compares Parnosah, to splitting of the Yamsuf. So the Chavz Chaim said that means that Parnosa is like splitting of the Yamsuf. What, what happened when you split the Yamsuf? So we split the Yamsuf. That was open miracle, right? a crazy miracle. Hashem split the sea. No one could question who did that. That was God. But before we had to do that, we had to do our Hishtadlis. We had to jump in. So says the Chavz Chaim, does anybody think 
that jumping into a sea makes it more splittable, makes it more reasonable that it's split, makes it more rational that it led to splitting? Of course not. It's a shtadlus that's completely un- disconnected from the result. Chavetz Chaim says that's how we're supposed to look at it. We're supposed to look at it as, and again, I'm just talking. I'm not like someone who is actually holding at this level. There's some things I talk about I, I feel like I am. Not, not this. I'm, I'm, this is one of these, I'm telling you what the Chavetz Chaim said. He was holding at this. But we, he said what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to look at his shtadlus. His shtadlus is like, is like, uh, is like Nachshem uh, Minodav jumping into the Yamsuf. It, it doesn't equate and lead to the actual money that you're getting. But it, that's part of life, of going through the week. There is a sweat. There is a tumor. There is a impurity that's affected all of us. Some people more than others. That's that, you know, that sweat, that sweat of the brow, that is that belief that throughout the week, I did this, and I accomplished, and I had to work. And that sweat, that spiritual sweat that's affecting all of us has to be removed. The shower that takes place on Erev Shabbos, because it's getting late, I don't want to take too much longer, but the shower that takes place on Erev Shabbos, says the Arizal, it's not just a shower. What's happening spiritually is we're wiping away the sins of the week of that belief. And all of a sudden, those six days of the week that we worked, and we worked for hours, and we believed that we did it, and we believed that we were in control, that stained us, is removed with the shower. So he says... Let me skip a little bit. So he says like this. You have to realize, Shabbos is entering the world that was. Shabbos is going back to Gan Eden before the sin, where you didn't have to do Hishtadlis, and if you did, it was clear it was God. So throughout this week, we're forced to go throughout the work, and we're forced to do all these things, and it's affecting us. And we have that sweat that sweat of the work of but not a good sweat, a sweat stain. And all of a sudden on, Sha- on Erev Shabbos, the shower comes and removes it. That's why if you look, he talks about this, on Erev Shabbos, the Mingam Chasidim is, we say, you're supposed to say, the whole Indian of he describes it in that Mizbar, it talks about working, it talks about we were traveling in the desert, we were traveling by sea for Parnassa. David HaMelech is describing the choppy waters that a person goes through throughout the week. And he describes the difficulty that it is to not be affected by Parnassa, not be affected by Hishtadlis, not be affected by thinking that we're in control. And what happens is, every Shabbos, we sing, we're thanking Hashem, we got through it. The avoida of the shower is to remove that. That's what's happening. Whether we're aware of it or not, that's what's happening. So the next time we shower, again, it's hot water. It's a purging fire. That's what Arizal said. So you have over here, Erev Shabbos, the craziness, understanding where that comes from. And then the next thing you have, the avoida of the shower, Erev Shabbos. And it's not just a simple thing. The shower is purging all the hishtadlis that we've done that was too much, all that belief, that falsehood of that I was in control and I've done this, which all stems from that sin of the Eitz is removed and now we're able to enter Shabbos, which is entering Gan Eden before the sin. Going back to the world that was where you didn't need to do these things and you didn't have that falsehood and that confusion of who's in control. Adam Rishon knew who was in control. That was not a Shaila. And that sweat is removed. That's what takes place in the shower. So tomorrow, Bez Hashem, when we go through this, to remember, to think about this, to have a little more misbindness. That's what's happening. 
and to try to try to be metahar ourselves. You know, when that happens. Bez Hashem, next week, maybe we'll continue. We'll talk about the Shabbos clothes and all these things. Just again, get a little bit of a deeper perspective.